and welcome back to Modern Craft. I'm Nicole Moret. Last episode, we got into some pretty heavy stuff, right? If you were to ask me, Nicole, what is your most significant moment? Like, where do you feel like your life was put in a situation where you just had to trust all in God? That was the defining moment for me. It was the most important decision that I ever had to make. And it was the right decision. Now, don't get me wrong. I didn't like make the decision and everything was fine and hunky dory the next day. No, I, I, I came home and I, I cried. Like I cried the entire day. I cried the next day. I think I cried for like about a good solid week. I was just like, and probably longer than that. Like whenever I would think about it, I would just get really upset. And it's gotta be like, okay, we're not going to do this. You know, like, but I had to tell him, look, I am mourning, okay? This is something that I devoted so much of myself to and I gave myself to and I sacrificed and you don't understand the way I am. When it's done, it's done. And it was done. And so I felt like I was mourning and purging all of those, those like that loss. And even though I took God's hand and I jumped with him and we we leapt into the future, into the unknown, because I didn't know what was going to happen. Scott was, Scott was just starting his business and he, he had one foot in my business and one foot in his business. And we weren't going anywhere because he was spending his time with me during the day, trying to help me. And then at night trying to hustle a business. I mean, you can't do that. And so it's, so God said, Nicole, it's not going to be about you right now. It's going to be about Scott. And I said, okay, So when I came home, I was upset, but I knew it was going to be okay. I went to bed and I'm not exaggerating when I tell you that the very next day, Scott's phone would not stop ringing. He all of a sudden had clients, like all of a sudden he, he had two brand new clients and he, and he runs into the room and he's like, Nicole, you won't believe this. I'm like, what? And he's like, you remember that guy I met, you know, at that screening premiere? Well, he called me and he says that he wants me to come and do a job for him, like a full day. And I'm like, what? And if some of y'all don't know, my husband's in the media industry. And so a little bit of backstory on that. He was working for a video production company for a very long time. And we kind of decided at the same time that we wanted to start our own business. And so while Poplar Penny was getting started, Scott was starting his business too. Um, And we were crazy. We were crazy and we were young and we thought that we could both start our own business at the same time. And so when Scott decided to leave that video production company and start his own business, we realized pretty quickly that it was it wasn't easy. He was going to have to go out there and he was going to have to find his own clients because he was starting from ground zero. So when he ran into that room and he was like, oh my gosh, like I have a client, like I have a job, I have a client. They want to give me money. They want me to show up. Uh, and he was just over the moon. Like he just couldn't believe it. And right then and there, I realized this is God. He's, he's coming through. He's delivering his promise. And I was like, whoa, And then he goes and he comes back. He goes, and I have another email from another person. And just like that, Scott's business went from 20 miles per hour to 100 miles per hour. And to this day, he still has those two clients. And he's just steady growing. I mean, ever since that day, 
there was no lag. There was no waiting. It was instant. And so I stopped the morning. Like I stopped and I realized, okay, you know what? This is exactly what he said was going to happen. Trust me and I will, I promise I will make it so much better for you. And he did. And so I stopped. I was like, you know what? Popper Penny, my entire attitude changed. Like Popper Penny was a lesson. It wasn't a loss. It's not a dark time. It was a lesson. I learned my lesson and now we're moving forward. And I wanted everything fresh. I wanted, I wanted a fresh start. I wanted Scott to focus on his business. I wanted to be 100% focused on family and home. And that's what I did. And naturally, I just wanted a fresh start. So I told Scott, I said, I think we need to just, just move. You know, we have, a, we have a kid who's just wanting to get into everything. We have a pool in the backyard. It's just making me really nervous. I mean, all the while, it's just, I think subconsciously, I just wanted a fresh start. So we go and I, we clean the house up. We, we get a realtor out the very next week and he says, okay, let's get your house ready, you know, to put on the market. We could probably put it out on the market probably in about two weeks. You know, it, it, it's fresh. It looks great, blah, 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 blah. And we said, okay, that's fine. Well, we were leaving to Colorado for a wedding that weekend and we go and we put the house on a Friday and we list the house that Friday and leave to Colorado. I get back on Monday and the realtor calls me. He says, um, so you have two offers on the house. I'm like, wait, wait, what? You told us that we were going to have like 30 days, maybe three months. You know, it, it probably wasn't looking like this house was going to sell right away because houses in the area have been, you know, sitting on the market for a long time. No, he goes, well, I don't know what happened, but these people are in love with your house and they want it. So we went from having a house one week to having to scramble to find a house the next Monday. We, we were like, what is going on? Like we felt the push. We felt this push to move in a direction. So we went ahead and we said, okay, fine. You know, let's, let's sell the house. And if we have to, we'll move into an apartment. No big deal. We'll put all our stuff in storage. We'll move into an apartment and we can take our time. Take her time. You know, I'm not doing anything. Scott's business has him super busy. So let's just put all our stuff in storage and let's just move to an apartment. So that's what we did. And it was just so just surreal. Like very, is this really happening? Like last month we wouldn't have imagined this. Now we feel like this is just all moving forward to where we're supposed to be. Once the house sells and we move into the apartment, I wanted to buy myself something. I wanted to give myself something nice to just reward myself for the ups and the downs and the craziness that has been happening. So I said, what do I want to buy myself? You know, everybody's talking about these Yetis, you know, and I see people with Yetis and I'm like, what's a Yeti? You know, they're like, oh, you've never heard of a Yeti before? Oh my gosh, there's these awesome little cups and they keep your drink cold forever. And I was like, oh, okay, well... Maybe I'll buy me a Yeti, but I'm not going to buy me just a regular Yeti. Like, I want a fancy Yeti. It's like, yeah, go on Etsy and buy yourself, you know, a fancy Yeti. And you can get them in glitter. You can get them painted. You get them etched. You can get them all kinds of colors. So I was like, okay. So I stumble and I go on to Etsy and I'm like, I'm going to buy me something nice. I'm I'm super extra, <laughs> but I feel guilty about buying expensive things. So this was my thing. It's like, I, I, I started a business. I decided to close the business. I, I sold a house, you know, 
I want to buy me something, just a symbol of growth. So I bought a Yeti. I bought a glittered Yeti on Etsy for $120. And that was extreme. Like when people would ask me, oh my gosh, where did you get this cup? Oh, I got it on Etsy. How much was it? $120. What? I'm like, yeah, I know. But I mean, come on. I mean, look, it's, it's glittered and it's beautiful. And they're like, yeah, I know. But I mean, like it's a glittered cup. Well, that was my gift to me. And I loved it. I loved it so much. And I took care of it and I took it with me everywhere. And everybody's asking me, where did you get that cup? Where did you get that cup? Oh my gosh, that cup's beautiful. And so I just figured, you know, it's magic. (laughs) You know, I don't know how they do it. I just love it. And so I um, would just feel so extra and so, so fabulous when I had my cup and it made me happy. And it sounds silly, but that cup meant so much to me because it was, it signified hard work and it signified sacrifice and it signified growth. Where is life going to take us? I don't know, but I would look at that cup and I'd be like, you know what? Everything's going to be okay. So we go and we move to this apartment and we have a three-year-old. We're living in an apartment and Scott and I kind of figured at that moment, we're like, let's go ahead and let's try, you know, for baby number two. And it wasn't happening. Um, it wasn't happening. It was frustrating. Scott was working really hard. I'm going through infertility and we're living in an apartment. So there was no room for being creative. And I felt the itch, but I ignored it so many times, so many times. Um, and then my brother's wedding and family stuff and all this other stuff just kept me busy in the midst of all the craziness and the tornado of you know just keeping ourselves busy that guess what we're having baby number two we thought we had a longer journey for baby number two and when it happened it kind of like kicked this up into high gear we have to figure out what Scott's doing with this business we got to get a house we got to make sure Jackson doesn't get you know left behind and ignored and make sure that I'm comfortable because I just went through a lot of physical treatment And the stress and the apartment life and the needing to move forward could be a negative effect on me and my body. So no crafting, no heavy lifting, no running around, no nothing, right? Well, I had a lot of time on my hands. I mean, a person could only sit on the couch and watch TV and sit in bed and kind of like play with the dogs for so long. So I, you know got up one day and I went to uh, the craft store and I was like, you know what? I feel like watercoloring. It's relaxing. I'm going to watercolor. You know, I, I paint, you know, so I can no harm in just watercoloring. Scott comes home and he's just like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm just watercoloring. And he has that look on his face like, we're not going down this road again, Nicole. And, you know, why are you, why are you crafting? I'm like, I'm not crafting. I'm just doodling with watercolors. And he's like, okay. And he had that nervous in his voice. (laughs) So I kind of knew exactly where he stood with the whole thing. Like he didn't want to backpedal. And I sensed it. And I was like, you know what? Okay, pack up the watercolors. No need to get freaked out. Everything's okay. And um, that was my answer. My husband wasn't ready for me to move to that place. And we move, we find a house, we find this beautiful house and it's ours. 
and we move. We unpack our house. By this time, I'm about to have a baby. Jackson finds a new school. And life is just going smoothly. We have the baby. I looked out with this baby because this baby loved to sleep. Okay, let me tell you. I She didn't stay up all night crying. She, she, she slept during the day. She napped long. She ate well. I mean, she was the perfect baby. So I had a lot of free time. While, while Jackson was in school and Scott was working, I had a lot of free time. And I had time to kind of sit and think about, now it's my turn. Now it's my turn to figure out where my puzzle starts to come together. Where do I find, I mean, and let's be honest, folks, I'm not, you know, 21. I, I don't have time to think about where I want to take my life. Like I had to like make a decision. Where do I want my career to start? I mean, I wasn't even thinking about crafting. I was thinking about like, do I go teach? Do I try to get a corporate job again? Do I um, beef up my resume? Like, where do I take my career? All the while, I go and I spend time with my family. My family sees my cup and they're like, that cup is fabulous. Can you make that cup? And, I, and they know I'm crafty. They know I can make things and I'm very creative. And I would sit and I would look at the cup and I'd be like, well, it can't be, it can't be that hard. I mean, is it like a sleeve that they put on? Is it like a skin what is it? So I come home and Scott's like, well, why don't you just jump on YouTube and kind of see where it's at? I'm, I'm sure someone's showing somebody how to make them. So I sit down and with all that free time that I had while the baby's sleeping and being a really good baby and Jackson's at school and Scott's busy with his job, I sit down and I start looking at YouTube and I start watching YouTube videos and I'm like, okay, I see what's going on here. You get a cup and you prep it and you put some glitter on there and, and the first person that I ever started watching, I was such a fangirl. The first person was Ashley Mears. Okay. I watched her make a, I think I want to say it was a pencil cup. No, it was like this, this pink, hot pink glittery cup. And she was just, she, she kept saying chunky glitter, this chunky glitter. I'm just like, what is this chunky glitter? And she's like, yeah, it's chunky glitter. I get it at Michael's. So there I go running off to Michael's and there's glitter there. And I get all the glitters and I get the epoxy that she's talking about. And um, I, I don't have a turner yet, you know, because I'm kind of scared. Um, but I come back home and I kind of put all my stuff there and I kind of like look at it. And I'm just like, all right, it, it was a big step for me. I'm going to be, I'm going to be honest. I was scared. And so I bought this little turner on Etsy and it came. And now that I look at this turner and it was my first turner, it was a piece of crap. You know, it was so bad. <laughs> It was two pieces of two by four with a motor drilled into it. And, and it was, it was the loudest, screechiest and most annoying little motor. And it was like, for what I paid for it, I mean, it was, it was just pure crap. And so, but it, it got the job done. Um, it, it took me a while to figure it out, but once I had it, the first cup I made was following you know, this, these YouTube videos that I learned from, and I was so green and I was so scared and I, and I wanted to, I knew I wanted to make a cup. And so the first cup that I made actually was very, very good. It was a very good cup. And, and I made it for my mom and it was on a 40 ounce Ozark tumbler from Walmart. And I was like, gosh, you know, this is a really expensive cup and I hope I do it right. And well, 
I used my chunky and I used my epoxy and it was an epoxy mess. Okay. Let me tell you, I just, I threw it on there and uh, it was dripping everywhere. Cause I, cause I didn't, I wasn't familiar with how epoxy behaved. So I just was just shooting from the hip and I was just following this video and, and it, it turned out to be a beautiful cup. Ashley did a great job explaining everything. She was so helpful. I go in and make my mom this cup and I'm like, look guys, I figured out how to make these cups. And the family's like, well, can you make me one? Can you make me one? Can you make me one? And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, I'm not like good enough to like take money for a cup. And, and they're like, well, this, this cup is legit. Like this cup is good. I want a cup like this and I want it in this color and, and I want it to say this. And I had my silhouette machine, so I knew how to cut the vinyl. That wasn't the hard part. That wasn't the tricky part. Now looking back at it, 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 it is a trickier part than the actual doing the turning of the cups and so on and so forth. Now that I look back. And so I'm sitting there and I make this cup for my mom. Everybody wants one. And it just kind of snowballs from there. I start with one color glitter and then I get another color glitter. And then I go to Walmart and then I go to Michael's and I have my play glitter. This is my play glitter. This was glitter. This was good glitter at the time for me. When I was thinking of all this, I was like, this is some good glitter. And I start turning these cups. Well, sooner or later, I have like 50 cups backed up waiting for this one turner. And it's just ridiculous. I'm like, okay, I'm never going to get through this. I'm never going to get through all of these cups. And because a cup would take an entire day to cure and I had it inside my house and, and it's just, I didn't know about temperature control. I didn't know anything. I didn't know about the precautions you had to take when working with epoxy. I was just so new and so green. And meanwhile, Scott's kind of side-eyeing me the entire time. You know, he's getting really nervous. And and I'm in the kitchen and I'm doing this because I, I don't want to take the epoxy into the carpet. I don't want to take the epoxy into the living room. I'm kind of doing it in the kitchen, watching my cup turn as I'm doing all the other things and coming back and touching it up and doing this and doing that. So it's in the kitchen. And it's, you know, there's glitter everywhere. And it's in the kitchen. And Scott's kind of looking at me like, all right, um, so this cup thing. Is it, is it here to stay? I'm like, I think so. I mean, look, look how pretty these cups are. There's obviously a demand for it. Um, there's lots of information out there. And so I think I'm going to do this for fun. You know, I think I'm going to do this as a little side business to get, you know, extra spending money. Okay. Okay. Well then we're probably going to have to talk about making a more permanent room for you somewhere that is not the kitchen, somewhere that is not inside the house because I can't deal with all this glitter. There is glitter everywhere. <laughs> and he was very supportive because I think he knew for a long time I was supporting him. And this was my moment. And let's face it, he was so happy that it was not furniture because when I was doing furniture painting, he hated it because not only did he have to help me move the furniture. He was always stepping over paint cans and paintbrushes in the sink and, and, and just like meet me here. And can you pick up this piece of furniture for me on your way into town? And, and it was just, the cups were a smaller footprint that he didn't have to shift his focus from. And he decided, okay, let's go ahead and make you a place where you can freely throw glitter around freely throw epoxy around and it not be in my line of sight. <laughs> and I said, okay, well, where do you think we should put it? And he says, well, 
what about the garage? And I'm moving and I'm grooving and I have all of these ideas and I'm so excited because now what that means is I have more space. I can expand my business. And I tell them, well, we got to make shelves and we got to make little glitter shelves and we got to make cup shelves and we got to make a little desk for me. And I was pretty savvy with the drill and with the chop saw and woodworking in general, because let's face it, when Nicole wants to learn something, Nicole goes all in and learns about it. So when I was doing the furniture painting and I would have to improvise, or if I wanted to build something, I didn't have the money to just go buy it. I'd have to build it. So I taught myself how to build. And I'm going to put up the my very first little video that I did of me building a bench because I didn't have any <laughs> head of furniture. And so I wanted to build a bench for outside when I wanted to go and sit outside with Penny and kind of drink my coffee. So I was like, you know what? I'm not going to spend $300 on a bench when I can just go buy the wood for 60 bucks and put it together. Um, and so that's what I did. So I told him, I said, let's bust out the chop saw again and let's, let, let's just, let's take it back to the old days and build my desk and build my shelves. And, and I was so excited and so pumped and he's excited too. And, you know, um, and it just kind of all came together. Well, in the midst of all of that, my business just kept growing. I got more turners. I got, I got more knowledge. I started watching more videos about techniques and I started watching the feather bears and, and, and learning about the glitter. And I started just, just really absorbing all this. Like this cup business became my new breath of fresh air. It was okay. I'm good at this. I love it. It's, there's a demand for it. And, um, yeah, I think, I think this is what's good. I think this is what's going to happen for me. And it's that it's, it's possible to still have a career outside of the house, come home and do the cups. This is my new hobby. And Scott was supportive of it. So I was going to roll with this. I started joining groups on Facebook and I started watching for months and months. And one order led to another order, to another order. And I decided, you know what? I'm confident enough and I've watched enough and I've learned enough that I'm going to start showing and, and, and participating in these Facebook groups. And I started getting feedback from people and they're like, that's great. That's awesome. Oh, you know, and I started watching these, 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 these people who I, I, I look up to them so much, you know, and they would teach me and I would grab that knowledge and I would just expand on that to where it, it would build my confidence. I went from a place where I had been crushed and had no confidence to all of a sudden this was mine and I didn't have to have Scott help me. I didn't have to have, you know, rely on vendors or, or uh, Craigslists or anything like that. I was in control. I could put the epoxy and the glitter down when I wanted to, and I could pick it back up when I wanted to. And I had no pressure. This was mine. And I decided I'm selling to people in the family and friends. Maybe I should open up an Etsy, see what happens there. So I go to Etsy and I was kind of intimidated in the past of putting my things on Etsy because the competition was very steep. Lots of people, turns out, make cups. And I went ahead and I took a chance anyways, and I started out with a very small, four, four little listings. I threw them up on Etsy. 
you know, I would get one order here, one order there. Um, and it, it, it was good. It wasn't hectic. It wasn't, there wasn't pressure. It was all on my own time. And it was baby steps. I did this in tiny little baby steps. It wasn't months until I actually bought my first big girl glitter. Let me tell you. My first big girl glitter was from Glitzy Bits Boutique. And it was a holographic glitter, chunky glitter. And I thought I was big time in it. When I took my little... My little stash of money that I made for my cups with my Michaels, my Recollections glitter and my Walmart glitter. And I bought my first big girl glitter. That was a game changer. From that moment on, it snowballed and I was not looking back. I, just like everybody else, became obsessed with the glitter. And I would be scrolling through Facebook and scrolling through the groups. And that was kind of like my thing. That was like my ritual. That was my, that was my me time. Whenever the baby would go and like sit down or go and eat or I don't know, nap, I would sit and I would just feed my thirst for knowledge. And I would live, eat and breathe these cups. And so I stumble across this, this lady and she's showing this amazing cup with this, this, this really beautiful glitter on it. And I was like, oh my gosh, I have to have this glitter. And I look at her little profile picture and she's this cute little lady with a big smile on her face. And she looks, she looks super sweet and she looks very excited to be selling her glitter. And she's like, hey, I'm putting out a glitter pack, glitter pack number one. And I read all the details about, you know, okay, five bottles of glitter. This is a great way to build my glitter, my big girl glitter collection. And I get five glitters, two ounces of polyester glitter. That sounds good. I didn't know what the hell poly glitter was. But I knew that, you know, it was something because she was advertising it's poly glitter, exclamation, exclamation, exclamation. So I was like, okay, I'm going to get me some of that. 30 bucks, boom, sold. So I, I, I put my name down. She sends me an invoice. I get my glitter in the mail. I open it up and I'm so excited and I want to show everybody this glitter. Um, so I go on a live. I don't remember which group I went on, but I, but I go into this live. And I'm just so excited <laughs> about this glitter that I, I get people watching me play with glitter. And Scott kind of walks in the room and he's like, what are you doing? I was like, oh, I'm on a live. And he's like, you're like live, like right now? People are like watching you? Yeah. They're watching you play with glitter. Yeah. Interesting. He's like, oh my gosh, you have like 40, 48 people watching you play with glitter? Yeah. And so he's kind of like, okay, well, I'm going to leave now. And he kind of just like looks at me very confused, like I'm lying or something. And, <laughs> you know, he, he just couldn't believe that there are this many people watching me play with this glitter. So I'm okay, you know, one of these days and sitting down and Suzanne, Suzanne Turner comes on. She's doing a live and she's really excited about her glitter pack. She's like, guys, you know, she's talking about her glitter pack. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, I bought that glitter. Hey, and I punched in, hi, Suzanne. I'm the one who did a live the other day. She's like, oh my gosh, Nicole, I, oh, your live is amazing. Okay, yes. Would you like to be an ambassador for PDB Links and Glitter? And I'm like, uh, what does that mean? Well, here's what it means. It means, <laughs> it means you talk about my glitter and you go on these lives and, and you showcase my glitter and, and you, and you do a live about it. And I just send you glitter. 
And the glitter that you show, you get to keep. What? Hold the front door. You mean to tell me that you're going to send me glitter for free just to talk about glitter? Where do I sign my name up? I'm sold. Done. Done. I sign up. Done. You want me right then and there. Send me the glitter. I'll talk about glitter till I'm blue in the face. Because that's what I, I mean. I just love talking about glitter. Even to this day. If you watch me talk about glitter, I am just, it's, it's kind of like disturbing. Because <laughs> I get too excited. <laughs> Who would have known that like my favorite thing in the world. I mean, yes, I'm a girl and girls love sparkly everything. But who would have thought that I loved glitter this much? And this, this lady is willing to give me glitter. Just talk about glitter. It was the best deal I ever, I ever signed my name up for. And I mean, who would have imagined? I started getting glitter. She, she sends me all this glitter and, and here I am. And we start talking, we start chatting. Next thing you know, we're chatting every day. We're talking, we're getting to know each other. We're talking personally about our families. You know, this lady becomes my, my sister, you know, like she, like we are, we are kind of like the same person. Like she's just, you know, just as sweet and as humble and as, as willing to learn and to just make her foothold in this community, just like I am. And, and next thing you know, free glitter turns into plane tickets turns into I'm coming over to visit you and it's just like you know she she becomes my best friend and I sit back and I look and I look around and I realize that a lot of us are these relationships we're so intertwined with each other that we do find these friendships within the community and it's 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 such a very it's a great community of women who are all in a similar path to just not only finding their creativity, but also finding what they want for themselves and how they're going to make this money or if they need to make extra side money. And everybody has that journey. Everybody has that, that, that road that they're on. And we just happen to be on the same road. And so I come to her house and I'm like, it didn't even dawn on me that this is kind of it's kind of weird. <laughs> you know, like I, I invite myself. I'm like, oh, okay. So some come in to come. See. I mean, I mean, it, it didn't happen to like, you know, a year and a half later, but I mean, I call her up and I'm just like, all right, so I'm going to come over and we're just going to hang out. And she's like, oh my gosh, you're going to come visit me. Yeah. I'm going to come visit you. Oh my gosh. And, and I'm pretty sure, you know, like I, I didn't think about it, but I mean, and, and I don't think she thought about it, but her husband was just like, wait, what, what do you mean? Some lady's going to come to the house. Some lady from Facebook who talks about glitter all day is going to come stay at her house. No, I don't think so. <laughs> her husband was super cool about it. And we go and, and we get together and we're playing with this glitter. And she kind of talks to me. She's like, Nicole, I like your presence in front of the camera. I think you're really good at it. I think you really should give it a shot and do these tutorials. And so she planted a seed. I get back to Houston and I tell Scott, Scott, Suzanne thinks I should do YouTube videos. And Scott goes, well, I don't know who would have the equipment for, to, for you to do these YouTube videos. And I'm like, very funny. I'm like, do you think I should do these videos? And he's like, why not? So I said, okay, that's what I'll do. So I went ahead and I made my first video and I put it up on there. And I got a lot of good feedback. And I put it on my Facebook group. And next thing you know, Suzanne's like, all right. 
We need you to move from Etsy. Now make your own website. Oh, hold on, hold on. This is moving too fast. This is moving too fast. And I started getting that popular penny kind of like tunnel vision. Like, oh my gosh, I'm going down the same road. I'm investing again. What am I doing? And I look at Scott and Scott goes, Nicole, I mean, you like what you do. You're good at it. Why not? Just what, what's the risk? This isn't a brick and mortar. This is a website. You don't like it? Shut the site down. And I said, okay. And all the while, I look and I say, God, what should I do? And he says, it's time. And I said, okay, I'm going to start small. I started my site. I started my YouTube. And then Scott came to me again. And I think Scott was more excited about this whole new like journey I was taking. He's like, what do you think about podcasts? I was like, you know, I was talking to Suzanne about podcasts and they're cool, but I don't really like understand them. I don't really get them. You like to talk and you like to talk a lot. And I think you should do a podcast. You're just talking and you're building a rapport and you're getting more personal and people get to know you. You get excited talking about glitter and cups and building a business and building a brand that I'm sure people would want to hear tips and, and information and advice and on, and, and things that they didn't even think about that could springboard them into a, their own journey, their own direction. And, you know, and, and you can help people. So here we are. I look back and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, look at everything that has happened between Poplar Penny and where I'm at now. Look at what happens when you just trust in that voice, trust in God, trust in that voice. I've built friendships. I've built a business. I've come out of my shell and my confidence has grown. And most of all, my faith is rock solid. So I bring this podcast to you and it's not so much, it's not going to be all about me. I had to open it up with where I was and where I am now and why I feel that this podcast and these YouTube videos and this Facebook group and, and all of this is just necessary. I wanted to build a community of just these amazing artists, whether you want to call yourself an artist or a business person, or if you want to call yourself both, this is going to be a, a meeting ground and a place where we can cross our knowledge. We can share our stories. We can show what we're proud of and we can ask our questions. It's going to be a place where I'm going to be bringing on people who have their own journey that they're going through and, and we all share a common bond. It's this craft and business sort of balance and making it work with your family life and making it work with your work life and the troubles and triumphs and the tips and the tricks and, and who's doing what and who's doing not. It's all a place where we can all just come together and just learn, share our stories and grow. Social media is here to stay guys. So I am going to embrace that and I'm going to be on these Facebook groups and I'm going to be in the podcast. I'm going to be in your ear and I'm going to be on YouTube and I encourage you join me, come with me. Let's do this together. You know, this is, this is a place where everybody is going to learn and everybody's going to share. I'm going to teach you. The water slide person's going to teach you. The, the glitter person's going to teach you. The Turner person's going to teach you. I'm going to bring those people onto the show and I want them, you know, to give their message to you. It's going to be a community of sharing. It's going to be awesome. I'm really excited. So there you have it in a nutshell. That is going to do it. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Keep turning those tumblers and spilling that glitter. Talk to y'all later.